Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Jim Was Cancelled, a Buffy podcast. I am Jess. And I am Stosh. And today we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 3, Episode 13, The Zeppo. The Zeppo. Before we get started, Stosh, do you have any clarifications or corrections you'd like to make? Not this time. No, I do not. Do you? I don't either. Word. I almost feel I almost wanted to call this Xander the Vampire Slayer. Actually, I almost wanted to call this Xander the Zombie Slayer. Because <laughs> that's what this episode should have been titled. Pretty much. I would have called it like Xander has an okay day or something. <laughs> if I was in charge of titling episodes. Xander Harris's day off, sort of. Yeah. Something like that. Do you want to just get into the summary then? Yeah, let's do the summary. It starts with a previously on, and the only thing in the previously <laughs> on was Giles got fired. I, I laughed pretty hard at that. It was like half a second. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound because I was like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? It did that, and I was like, maybe I just missed the first like few seconds. Like Maybe Amazon autoplayed it last time I watched it. And I was like, whatever. But then I had to start the episode over when I was like three minutes in. And I was like, no, that was really the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They didn't even like reintroduce Faith. No. <laughs> just were like, hey, in case you forgot, Giles got fired. And the best part is like, it like kind of came up this episode, but not like that. It wasn't a plot point <laughs> or anything. It, it was a mini plot point. Giles complained a couple of times about the fact well, that like the the council won't talk to him now and they fired him and his sources have dried up right that's what i mean by it came up but like it wasn't really plot relevant like yeah. how often does he have to talk to the council anyway this could have been an, an episode that took place before then yeah it was definitely <laughs> it was weird it was hilarious <laughs> and it was it was even giles that said it previously <laughs> And then it shows Faith, Buffy, Giles, and Willow hanging out in Eric Foreman's basement because <laughs> there's like a ton of smoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> I get it. I thought, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was like a swamp, wasn't it? <laughs> it was just super smoky. And I was like, I don't know what to write for this scene, but it reminds me of when they did their, like, those scenes in that 70s show. Yeah, that makes sense. I I just wrote, hey, Faith. I wrote, oh, hey, and everyone else. Except Oz, I guess. He wasn't in that scene. But yeah, they're like fighting some demons. And apparently it was really tough. Yeah, it was like a really hard demon to fight. And then Xander got knocked out kind of early. I don't, I got the vibe he was just hiding by that point. Oh, I thought he was like under stuff. He was. He was like under a pile of trash, which is why I thought he was hiding. I thought he got knocked into the pile of trash. I don't know. We didn't see the but, fight. They just told him that he ran in too early. Yeah. Which is like why I thought like he got kind of beat up. So he was like, well, I'm going to go hide while you guys finish this. And then he makes another Superman reference. Yep. And I <laughs> only know that because he said Clark and Lois. And I was like, I know that's from Superman. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know who Mr. White was either. But I do like how... All the time when Willow's practicing, like, spells and stuff, they reference how, like, 
shit just goes wrong the first time she does it. Like this time she was like, no one melted this time when I casted this spell. She didn't say no one. She said nothing. But like, I just picture like in her free time, she's just trying all these spells and shit's just chaos in her house now. But her mom's not paying attention, so it's fine. Yeah. Who cares that the wall melted? (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the credits, and then it switches to them in the courtyard of the high school, and Xander wants the football thrown his way for some reason. I think he just wants to be included. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It felt weird to me because he has notoriously been like agitated by the like the football players and stuff in previous episodes has he it, yeah I, th- I thought so so it just felt a little bit out of place for me but i don't know it just felt like a typical teenage guy thing to me but maybe not i don't know maybe i'm the dumb one i'm not saying you're dumb <laughs> that came out meaner than i meant it to <laughs> it's fine stosh i know you think i'm stupid i don't I mean, I feel like you would understand teenage boy minds better than me, though, so. I just, I don't know. Like, my whole life, I've just always been surrounded by dudes just throwing footballs at each other. Yeah. And But did you ever really want them to throw the football to you? No, but Xander's a lot more typical of a guy than I am. I guess. Yeah, that's true. But regardless, the football gets thrown his way and he doesn't catch it and it hits. Uh, dude, we later learn's name is Jack O'Toole. Yeah, it like knocks his like bag of food out of his hand. Yeah. Also, that guy was a high schooler with like a full grown goatee. (laughs) Yeah, well, there were some guys in our high school like that. Were they? Yeah. I was wondering, like, I don't know. It felt weird to me. Yeah. It's well, it's rare, but I think it happened a couple of times. Like weirdly well groomed, though. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Like, I feel like I knew guys in high school with facial hair, but it always looked like shit because they were trying really hard to get it to grow out. <laughs> if, like, they could get anything. Yeah. Either way, we realize we learn later that he's been held back three times. So. Yeah. That makes him 21. <laughs> so I guess it kind of makes sense. I guess the other the reason I really brought it up was because even if it's like realistic for high school to have a goatee. This show is like keeps like hiring old people to play high schoolers. So you'd think they would try to make him look younger. And that's yeah. not doing that. Uh, and then Cordelia shows up just talking mad shit. Yeah. I wrote Cordelia tries to give Xander a pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then she makes a Superman reference. She does, which was interesting. And I feel like was kind of a remnant to her like dating him and like getting in on his nerd stuff because i feel like that was probably not something she did in her free time before i i got um, the same idea from it which was kind of i don't know part of me the part of me that still loves zandelia as a couple was like oh she remembers stuff like that <laughs> even as she was like antagonizing <laughs> him and trying to tear him down <laughs> i mean to be fair that's kind of what their relationship was built on anyway so yeah really it felt like they were together again <laughs> and then it cuts to Xander asking Oz how to be cool, right? Yes. It was interesting because it was another, we talked last, I think it was last episode about how like Xander and Oz hadn't really 
interacted. And in this situation, like Willow wasn't even there. It was just Xander and Oz sitting together talking. And it was very interesting. It was it was a good scene, though. I liked it a lot. It's uh, my first quote from the episode is in this scene. I'm pretty sure your first quote was you're fired, but well, <laughs> go ahead. What is I it? I didn't put quotations around your fired. So. Oh, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Before I say it, did you have any quotes? Not not from this okay. scene. My quote, my first quote of the episode is, is it hard to play guitar? Not the way I play it. <laughs> It's just another kind of reference to Oz, like, his band not playing well and Oz just being cool with it. You just gotta accept that your band sucks. My band also sucks. I did like how, like, he had, like, a real nonchalantness about him that, like, is typically attributed with cool guys. Yeah. And Xander was asking him how to be cool while, like, wearing, like, a big pink sweater. Meanwhile, Oz was wearing like a flannel and was like really relaxed and chill. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Xander was like, "You're cool," and Oz was like, "Am I?" And it was just like, and he was like, "Is it because you're so you don't talk very much?" And he was like, "Could be." <laughs> it's just, you know, it was. I really liked that scene. If Xander was paying more attention, it would have been a really good lesson in how to be cool. <laughs> But Xander realized he's missing his thing. Yeah. So he just leaves. Yeah. So then we cut to the library, right? Yeah. And Giles and Buffy are talking about the apocalypse. Mm hmm. And while they're talking about the apocalypse, Oz comes in to do his werewolf thing. Yeah. And Giles is like, you're cutting it close. And he says, you know me. And then he gets in the cage. And like five seconds later, he's a werewolf. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> He was cutting it really close. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like, that. I don't know. I don't know that he was really cutting it that close. I feel like maybe they did a little bit of a time jump there, but that's just my personal, like. I don't know. It, the scene ended with him already being a werewolf. It was one short conversation. That's true, I guess. I mean. There was another time, like in that in the episode in early season three, we saw Oz cutting it close, being with his werewolf time because he was waiting on Debbie. So maybe he's just at this point, he's like, I got this figured out. Maybe. He was very nonchalant and cool about it. Yeah, he was. So then and Xander he, rolls up in his uncle's car, right? Yeah. Well, so they kind of do a quick reminder that the Hellmouth is in the library, which could have also been brought up in the previously on, but they chose to cut that out. <laughs> well, they had dialogue dedicated to it in the episode, so it's fine. <laughs> they also had dialogue dedicated to the fact that Giles got fired. <laughs> yeah, I still don't think it needed to be in the previously on. <laughs> it's just, this episode was so strange, and it started immediately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Buffy invites Willow to research with her and Xander shows up with his car and Buffy and Willow are really confused. And I have my next quote for the episode, which is, is this a penis metaphor? Which it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did talk about how he was missing his thing, so. Mm -hmm. That's funny. Like, I didn't think about it that way, but you could definitely just take it that way when he rolls up and just says, this is my thing. <laughs> And then Xander goes to get donuts and Cordelia shows up again to taunt him some more. 
Yeah, was she just bored? <laughs> I don't really know. I like, was like, why is Cordelia in a donut shop? We all know she doesn't eat donuts. <laughs> and even if she does, she's not going to buy them herself. <laughs> <laughs> Solid point. She wouldn't even she didn't even like that she had to go buy chips and dip for Buffy's birthday in season two. Yeah, like it really felt like Cordelia just had nothing better to do than just fuck with Xander this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome, but hilarious. <laughs> well, this time it kind of blows up in her face because she has to watch him flirt with a girl and drive off with her. I mean, does it? It's a pretty painful <laughs> on his part, too. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Since he cheated on her, I was like, not a fan of seeing him talk to another girl in front of her even though like i think it was pretty clear that like cordelia was feeling kind of chill about it i I don't know again the zandelia lover in my head was like the reason that they keep talking this episode is because they both miss each other (laughs) i mean i did get the vibe that she missed him this episode yeah but i guess i didn't have a problem with it because she was being actively antagonistic towards him yeah. And it was just him getting like payback. Like he didn't even really want to hit on that girl. Well, because then it immediately switches to the bronze and he's like actively bored listening to her talk. Well, all she wants to talk about is cars and he didn't even know what his car was. Right. Well, and she's talking not only is she talking about cars, but she's talking about her exes and their cars. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> she was like. Not Mike with the Mercedes, Mike with the Mustang. And I was like, oh, this is probably so fun for any guy she talks to. (laughs) Yeah, sounds fucking terrible. (laughs) And then Angel shows up looking for Buffy and Xander wants to go help them. And Angel's like, no, it's cool. Yeah, you'd be more of a hindrance than a help is basically what he tells him. That's basically all they talk about. Anytime the rest of them talk about Xander all episode, that's basically what they're saying. And it's like kind of brutal. It is. Well, yeah, that and then he's just like, and this is like the biggest threat we've ever faced. It could be world ending. There's (laughs) yeah, this episode was wild. It was so strange. (laughs) So then Angel leaves. Yeah. And and then Xander and the girl go to leave and he hits Jack's car. Mm hmm. Yeah, so Xander gets threatened with a giant knife named Katie, and then it, and I feel like it switches back and forth because it also, it, this is when Giles is like, the council won't take any of my phone calls, and like, complains about it, and Buffy and Willow ate all of the jelly donuts. I feel like that was just the next scene. I don't... Oh, really? I thought it went back and forth, but maybe not. No, I'm pretty sure, because I remember feeling like the scene with the knife was really drawn out and kind of embarrassing to watch. <laughs> it was embarrassing to watch. That might have been why I was like, maybe it flipped back and forth because I didn't write very many notes for that scene. Yeah, well, so Jack is like, the difference between us is who has more fear. Yeah. And he's like, ready to murder Xander. And then Xander's like, I think the difference between us is one of us has a knife. <laughs> So he gives him the knife and then still wins the fight. <laughs> Checkmate, Xander. I mean, to be fair, Xander didn't want to kill him. That's <laughs> true. I'd Xander argue bloodlust was really the difference between them. <laughs> this was just a really, really weird episode for Xander. So, so then a, sh- a cop shows up. 
Yeah, and Xander's mm-hmm. like, no, no, there's no problem. And then he leaves. And Jack's like, you're cool now. Uh, well, because he didn't rat on him. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I think he didn't rat on him because then he would just be afraid that Jack would just come back after him later. <laughs> I have nothing. I can't. I don't have anything to say about that. I just... Well, I have feelings on it, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, then, what's her face? I don't think we ever got a name for her. She leaves. She did not get a name. If she did, I didn't get it. She's not in the character development section of this episode. And then Jack O'Toole decides that Xander's cool enough to hang out with him and the boys, but he has to drive. Then it cuts to the library. Yeah, Giles is complaining that the council won't take his calls. And yeah. he calls them idiots. He gets upset that there's, there's no, no jelly donuts left. Well, it was like, well, Buffy ate three. <laughs> and he's like, if Xander goes and gets more, and Buffy's like, I don't want Xander anywhere near this. <laughs> it's like, jeez. I know. Uh, that's all that happens there, right? Yeah. And then Xander and Chick, who doesn't get a name, and Jack. Oh, go yeah. Get the she boys. goes with them. That's right. Because yeah. they're at the graveyard and she's there for the, the raising of, of Bob. Yeah. And as soon as Bob crawls out of the ground, she screams and runs away. Yeah. And Xander's like, call me. I think he says, I'll call you. Oh, yeah. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> he won't. He was not interested in that. <laughs> I do like how he was just like, because obviously, like, he hangs out with the Slayer all the time. He knows this shit's real. So he just yeah. accepts it. Like, oh, this kid's raising the dead. All right. Well, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Bob is super pumped to be brought back from the dead. And he's like, how long have I been out? And Jack says, eight months. Well, he had to wait for the stars to align. And then my next quote is, Walker, Texas Ranger, you've been taping them? Every ep. (laughs) (laughs) Then they go to get the rest of the boys, right? Yeah. And they run into Giles at the graveyard, yes. who... He's doing some magic with some sick CGI. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get advice from a spirit guide, and that yeah. spirit guide is not helpful at all. No. He's just like, why are you talking to me? And he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Giles is not having a great night. And Xander, okay. again, offers to help and is told no thanks. And it's, like, even more brutal, because Giles isn't even listening to what he's saying. Like he's Giles is literally like, there's something weird about these demons. Like the stench of death is in the air. Xander's (laughs) like, yeah, I think that's Bob. (laughs) Xander just, or Giles just brushes him off and he's like, whatever. (laughs) This episode was so weird. Yeah. There's literally a dude with three zombies. It's four zombies, (laughs) but you don't know that yet. Just yelling for Xander to come back to the car, and Giles can't bother to look over there and notice it. (laughs) He's like, go on, Xander, go hang out with your new friends. Yeah. And then it switches to Buffy, and she's at Willie's. Did you recognize Willie? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was kind of fun to see him back. Not really. He was beat to a fucking pulp and his bar was trashed. that That part's not fun, but it's still, it was a fun little callback. Yeah. Once, once again, showing how badass these demons we're facing this episode are. <laughs> like, he literally says, these demons are something else. <laughs> yeah. Like, worse than his normal clientele. 
he basically tells Buffy to go celebrate her last night on Earth by snuggling with Angel. <laughs> yeah. Then we're back in the car with Xander and his new gang. Yeah. Oh, but in that in that scene with Willie oh. is when we find we find out the apocalypse is happening tonight. Right. Because Giles in the scene in the graveyard said they have like up to a week to get it figured out. Yeah. And then in this scene, they immediately contradict that. Yeah. Because Willie has extra knowledge on the on the matter. Then we go back to the car. Yeah, and the the dead guys are like, "You're one, you're one of us now, Xander." Yeah, <laughs> it's like cool. And they're trying to make plans for the night, and one of them wants to go pick up some chicks and then hang out at the Taco Bell. <laughs> like, I admire that confidence because his face is like rotting off, and he's like, "Yeah, let's go pick up some chicks." <laughs> Well, maybe he thinks that they could raise some chicks from the dead. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of felt like Jack thought he could raise as many people as he wants and it'd be fine. I mean, he probably can. Yeah. So I think the bigger thing is they probably only raise gang members. Well, that's true. So then they decide they're going to bake a cake. Yes. And so they drop Xander drops them off at the hardware store. You know, where you get cake baking supplies. Yeah. And he says, I don't think anything's open this late. And then they break down the window and he goes, but they're always open for crime. <laughs> Xander's having some sort of existential crisis about the fact that he's now doing crime. Oh, he's just an accessory, but still. <laughs> I feel then like Willow that's what shows I would be up. like if I were doing crime. Probably. I feel like you would act exactly how Xander did in the situation. Yeah. Like, Almost you can't just leave. Exact. Like, you can't confront these criminals. So you're just like, well, I guess I'm here now. <laughs> and then my friend Willow would show up and I would be like, I'm not doing crime. <laughs> and she just believes him. <laughs> Again, everyone just not paying any attention to Xander other than to just make sure that they exclude him. Right. And once again, we get a hint that this is like the biggest threat ever because Willow hugs him and tells him she loves him before she can run off. Yeah. Which isn't super awkward at all with the whole Oz situation, (laughs) but whatever. Well, she thinks they're about to die. Also, there's platonic love. Yeah, but still. Like even Xander didn't take it that way. And that's saying something because it's Xander. That's true. Xander's also going through some stuff this episode. Then the criminals come out, right? Yeah, Xander wants to leave and Jack stops him and they're like, he doesn't feel like he's one of us. He's got to be initiated. And he's like, what do I got to do? And they're like, you got to die. This is where we learned that Jack also died in a drive-by shooting. Yes. But his grandpa raised him like eight minutes later or something. Yeah. So he doesn't look decayed at all. Right. Which I appreciate that they explained. Because as they were threatening to kill him, I was like, that's bullshit. He hasn't died. Like, that's not fair to the rest of the gang. (laughs) What is bullshit, though, is that he told Bob that he had to wait for the stars to align. But his grandpappy did not wait for the stars to align. I mean, he might have gotten the drive by might have been on a night where the stars were already aligned. But he didn't wait eight. He had to wait eight months for the stars to align. Right. And he died three weeks ago. So 
the stars wouldn't have been aligned at the time. I didn't catch that he died three weeks ago. He said three weeks ago in a drive-by shooting. Oh, maybe the stars are different for different people. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's based on your zodiac sign. Maybe. Um, I definitely assumed it was longer ago because I feel like like this just doesn't seem like their first outing as a gang. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I do. Like, I feel like they have to have died and been risen before. Yeah. I, there's, you just can't look at it too hard. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's what I'm on this podcast to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's fair. But he like runs away from them and gets in his car and drives away. And he runs into Faith. And she's fighting one of the demons that are super hard to kill. And he runs it over. Yeah. So she hops in the car and they get away. Yeah. And then Faith's all wound up. So yep. then, of course, they bang. Yeah. Well, you know, it was going to happen sooner or later, I guess. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And then, good, for, good for Xander, you know. <laughs> well, Xander's having a very strange night. Yep. I wrote that quote, too. And then from there, we go... Back to the Back library, to the, yeah, where they're getting Oz out because they know shit's going to go down there. And, and tranquilize him. Yep. And I wrote, where did they get a were-ape? Because he has no alpine features whatsoever. Yeah. That's, he looks like, he looked like that in the episode with Debbie, too. I know, and I they complained just, about like, it then, too. But, yeah. Like, it's frustrating this one in particular was frustrating because the way he jumped on the table, too, like he looks like a monkey. Yeah. Like they, his, uh, his motions and stuff. He's not even acting like a wolf. Yeah, they uh, they completely changed the lore there. And like. It's super weird. Yeah, I hate it. I'm sorry. I hated it the last episode it came up. I hate it now. And you will hate it again. Yep. I don't feel like that's a spoiler to tell you at this point. I was assuming so, and I assume I'm going to bring it up how much I hate it next time, too. That's fine with me. So then and Faith kicks Xander out of her apartment. Yeah, because she's got to take a shower. Uh-huh. And he, like, looks in the backseat of his car. <laughs> what they left in it? And he says, hey, they're not baking any cake. <laughs> no shit, Xander. They were at a hardware store. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I believe then it goes to Angel and Buffy. Yeah, he's like, Buffy will know what to do. So he goes to Angel's house and they're having a very dramatic love moment where Angel wants to sacrifice himself, which is on brand. I laughed so hard during this scene. Because <laughs> it it's like three different shows are happening at the same time. <laughs> You've got willow and giles over in an action movie you've got them in like a super high drama like romance thing and then whatever comedy xander has found himself in and like buffy and angel or sarah michelle geller and david Boreanaz were like overacting even like mm -hmm. to really sell home that this is a super dramatic scene yeah shout out to the tear on angel's cheek yeah as they're like looking at xander I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't even, like, this episode, Stosh, Xander was having a strange night, I was having a strange night <laughs> watching this happen. It's wild. <laughs> um, so then he goes to the school, I guess? 
Well, no, he goes he, to find them. Like he goes to the hardware store and he's like, obviously they're gone. Yeah. And then he runs into them on the street and he does something that I think is arguably pretty cool where he grabs one of them <laughs> and drags him down the street to get it is cool. That was a really badass moment. Yeah, until he hits the, the guy whose head pops off because of the mailbox. <laughs> I mean, he got the answers he needed for the most part, except for how for to defuse part, the yeah. bomb. Yeah. Which I guess is pretty vital information, but... Well. Um, oh, and I think we missed Giles telling Willow he doesn't want her to help him finish the spell in the library where they're like lighting candles and stuff. I think that happened next. I'm pretty sure it did. Because this is where Xander learns he needs to go to the school, so he drives off. Then the scene cut goes to the school where Willow and Giles are setting the spell up. I have mixed up for that because I have Giles doesn't want Willow to help with the spell. And then I have the bomb is in the school. But Hmm. I don't know. I I didn't take any notes for that for them setting up the spell, so I might be wrong. It doesn't matter. It happened. That's it. Yeah, it was a really short. I did like Willow getting all excited. Like, she was like, knows exactly what spell they're doing out of what book. Yeah. Because in that scene, don't they see, or don't you see Xander run by the room behind them? No, not until later. Because because when Xander goes in, so Xander goes into the school from here, and so, so does Jack and Bob and a third dude whose name we didn't get. Um who didn't lose his head from the mailbox and Xander races off and the three dead guys split up to go find him. And Xander runs by and dude whose name we don't get runs by too, but he goes back because he's looking at the fact that the Hellmouth is opening. Right. I remembered so, that happening too. I just thought we saw Xander run by in the background twice. Oh, maybe we did. And I just missed it. I don't know. The rest of this episode gets really confusing. <laughs> I took pretty much no... I have three more notes and one of them's a quote. So <laughs> One of them's what? A quote. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, yeah, there's, like, this weird thing in the background happening where Buffy and Angel and Giles and Willow and Faith are fighting the Loch Ness monster, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, Xander, like gets picked off or gets to fight each of the zombie guys one by one. So Bob goes into the cafeteria and Xander's there and he grabs the axe, which is from school hard. Buffy's mom uses the same axe to hit spike over the head. Oh, okay. During parent teacher front conferences. (laughs) So I was like, that's a cool little callback. But Xander like knocks a vending machine over onto him. Yep. Crushes his head. And then the other then, guy runs in, and he's too scared of Xander to fight, so he runs off. Yes, and Xander chases him until they run into the demons, and then the demons chase both of them, and they catch dude whose name we don't get, and they yeah. eat him. Oh, before the guy runs off is when that quote I have written is. Because okay, Xander's like trying to be all dramatic and Slayer-like, and the dude <laughs> turns around to run, and he says, note to self, less talking. <laughs> then he chases him. And then... After that, Xander and Jack end up in the boiler room with the bomb. And I I don't have a whole lot after that. Then Xander basically, like, gets Jack to defuse the bomb by, like, not letting him leave. Yeah, well, because he, he 
turns the less fear uh, thing back on Jack. Mm-hmm. He says, well, now the difference is of us is which one has less fear or whatever. I didn't write it down, but yeah. And then Jack's like, well, I can, j- my grandpa will just bring me back again. And he's like, I don't think you understand. You're going to be blown to bits. He's not going to be able to bring you back from that. Right. Which exactly. really like scares the fuck out of Jack. And I'm sure Xander was terrified too, but he played a pretty badass scene again. It like, was, I feel really like Xander calm. had like this moment where he accepted like this bravery that he desperately has wanted since like season one, episode four or whatever teacher's pet was. And he finally has that coolness. But it's like that moment where he has it and he doesn't need anyone else to see it because he knows he has it. Exactly. Um, And so um, then Jack diffuses the bomb and Xander basically tells him to like not come back to school ever. (laughs) Yeah. And then after he leaves, he's like, oh, I'll be back, Harris. The second you turn. And then he like opens the door and Oz gets him. (laughs) Yeah, Oz eats him. And then, uh. Yeah, then it's the next morning and everything is good now. And all everybody, the everybody lived. And Giles, Oz, Willow, and Buffy are once again being super dramatic, <laughs> reminiscing on how intense the last night was and how Willow will never forget that thing's real face. Yeah. <laughs> They're and all like, like scarred up and like Giles has all these cuts on his neck and shit. Yeah. And Xander, like comes in and doesn't tell them anything about his night and doesn't complain or do anything and is like has like a sense of zen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, does anyone want any snacks? And Oz is feeling kind of full. Yep. <laughs> Strangely full, I think it actually yeah. phrases it. And then Cordelia tries to antagonize Xander for a third time this episode, but this time he doesn't he doesn't take the bait. Mm-hmm. And she does not like that. <laughs> Nope. And then he just kind of walks around her and she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which once again leads into my theory that she had nothing better to do than antagonize Xander. <laughs> she misses him. Like you said, yeah. I, I do kind of feel like my headcanon is that she kind of misses him. I mean, I think she does too. So. But still. I certainly miss them together. So. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode. I so, liked this episode a lot. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) I assumed you hated it. Hate is too strong of a word, but I definitely am just was just like, I don't have any idea how to I don't I don't know how I feel about this episode. It was just so weird and like out of out of the the norm. Like, I feel like you they could have put this episode in literally any slot in season three and the fact that they just like randomly put it in the middle like it's just not it's not tied to anything (laughs) it just is so well it had to be after cordelia and xander break up right it did have to be after cordelia and xander break up it had to be back after buffy and angel get back together i suppose yeah but like i don't know it's just such a random it didn't have to be after giles got fired but I think it it being after Giles got fired added extra comedy to it. Yeah. So it it fit nicely here. It is, it was a good episode, like a good representation of all of the different genres that Buffy the Vampire Slayer tries to hit. Because it, like you said, there's action, there's comedy, there's drama, there's romance. Like. Yeah. 
all kind of like segregated, but also kind of meshing together to make one big episode. Sort of, but I do feel like they intentionally like cranked up all of those extra bits to 11 to add to the comedy and really show how far removed Xander was from everything else that was going on because them cranking it up to 11 like that kind of alienates the audience from it too. Yeah. I don't know. I was just, I was like halfway through this episode and I was like, I bet Jess fucking hates this episode, but I am having (laughs) a great time. See, I think if I was someone who hated Xander, I wouldn't like this episode at all, but I'm like in the middle about Xander. So I didn't mind it, but like, so, so the thing about season three is these middle episodes kind of just feel meh to me overall. Like, Gingerbread was kind of meh. This one's kind of meh. Um, Like, even Amends and Helpless, like, was interesting when it comes to, like, the dynamic between Buffy and Giles. But as an episode, it feels meh to me also. Like, like each of these episodes, especially as I'm, like, rewatching for the podcast, have really, really strong, shining moments. But if I think about the episode as a whole, they miss for me the way that like lovers walk and even like becoming and passion and stuff like that kind of hit for me. So I'm not sure why. I think, think you're just a, a big plot kind of person. I am a big plot person. Like you like the so. whole overarching story, but I like the smaller in between episodes. Yeah. Which makes you an ideal co-host for my podcast. Glad to be here. <laughs> and hopefully it makes me an ideal co-host for your podcast. In theory. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't go to business school. <laughs> I did, but I don't know how it's relevant. So, Yeah, see? Well, marketing was <laughs> oh, really yeah. the joke I was making. Okay. It made sense. Shut up. <laughs> So, right. pop quiz time? Pop quiz time. All right. So, question number one. Who is Uncle Rory? What do, you, what do you mean? Do you remember who Uncle Rory is? Was he someone other than Xander's uncle? Well, like is, no. Is there something he was speci- Xander's uncle who gave him the car. Yeah. Because he had too many DUIs. <laughs> yeah, okay. I well, just is that the answer you you're looking for? Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, gotcha. I just didn't know if you, like... Sometimes you miss it when Xander, like, makes an explanation, so. No, that's fair. I caught it. I just didn't understand what the question was asking. Like, if there's something, like, if I should have recognized him from something else, or, like, and we didn't even see him, so I was like, I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no. It's just that's how Xander got his car, was from his Uncle Rory. Okay, yes. Yes, I did recognize him, or that's not what you asked. God damn it. Yes, you know who he is. Yeah. All right. (laughs) These pop quiz questions are kind of weak. I don't know. <laughs> Question number two. What's Jack's knife's name? I'm pretty sure it's either Kelsey or or Kelly. Or Katie. <laughs> For the record, I know. I just was calling back to the fact that I didn't remember it. Katie, like our guest's name. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of when you corrected me earlier. <laughs> Question number three. You got a problem with dead people? No. Did, I don't know what that's a reference to. Um, when Xander didn't want to die, the guy was like, you got a problem with dead people? 
Oh. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said to that. I remember it now that you say it. <laughs> Would you... No, so I don't real, have a problem with that. The real context of that question is if if you were in Xander's position there, do you think you would like join the gang or do you think you'd be like, mm, I'm good and do what Xander did and like run away? That's a good question. Because famously, when I was in a gang, they didn't jump me in because I was so fearless. <laughs> but I did think about your gang during this whole but, like, they were just going to beat the shit out of me, and I had accepted that, which is why they didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know if I would accept the death. That's, that's a bit more extreme. <laughs> like, even if I know they can bring me back, like, that feels like a... I can't quite live my life anymore after that. Yeah. I, don't, I would like to think that I would never even wind up in that situation but kind of like the crime thing i feel like i probably would be like i don't know how to get out of this so i guess it's <laughs> yeah i i can't promise that i would have gotten away but i don't know it would have been a lot <laughs> harder to accept joining a gang that way uh and the last question uh what's the most 90s thing you noticed uh having to tape episodes of walker texas ranger oh there you go yeah, probably went through a lot of VHS tapes to do that. Uh, mine was wait. Xander's. Why are there a lot of episodes of that? Or I think so. I think there was like one every week, and if it was eight months, yeah, you know. fair enough. That is a lot. VHS tapes could hold a lot, though. Yeah. Well, I used to, rec I don't know, I used to record all of Toonami on VHS, and I had like a few weeks worth on each one. When I was recording Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I had to restrict them to one per VHS tape because we bought lame ones. Holy shit. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Anyway, I feel like that's very much the most 90s thing because, like, you can't even argue that's in another decade because by the 2000s, DVD players were out. Yeah. And now there's and internet DVRs and streaming. And stuff. Mm -hmm. What's your most 90s thing? Xander's chain necklace. People wear chain necklaces now. I know, but it just... Xander's outfit felt very, like, 90s trying to be a cool guy look. And I couldn't Which stop is funny, because it's it. so not cool. <laughs> yeah. I said another good answer would be how cool Oz was, because he was very cool for the 90s. The, well, yeah, that was very... Yeah, that's the pop quiz. Dope. We'll switch it out for character development. So our characters, in order of appearance, are Faith, Buffy, Giles, Willow, Xander, Cordelia, Oz, Angel, and Willie. And our new characters are Jack O'Toole and Bob. And I feel Katie. like it's weird that we didn't get names for the other two, but I genuinely don't think we did. I don't think we did either. Because they got, like, raised off screen, and, like, even... Like, even when they were referenced, Xander seemed to only know Bob's name. Yeah. So. It's weird that chick didn't get a name, too. Yeah. Well, she was too busy checking out Xander's car to introduce herself, so. She was also pretty into Jack O'Toole's knife. She was. <laughs> I don't know. I, so this, this episode was strange because I feel like there was a... I mean, Xander obviously grew a lot this episode because we kind of already talked about the fact that, like, 
by the end of the episode, he'd found that, like, inner zen that made him brave and, like, made him capable and made it so that he didn't feel the need to complain to everybody and didn't need to, like... He he really like, found himself, because it's not just that he didn't need to complain, but everyone was actively excluding him from what was going on, and he found peace within it and found his own inner value. Yeah. And knew that like what he did mattered too. And it doesn't like it doesn't matter that he wasn't involved. And um, it doesn't matter that they don't know he did it. Yeah. He also found a lot of courage. And I think that lends credit to my theory that he was hiding at the beginning of the episode, not knocked out. Because okay, if like yeah. things got dangerous and he decided like, oh shit, this is real and had to go hide. It just just shows further growth throughout the episode, I think, because there's multiple examples shown of his cowardice. Like, that's Jack O'Toole's whole thing when he talks to him is which one of us is more afraid, you know? Mm -hmm. Granted, it's a really scary situation to be in. Someone's just holding a knife to your throat because you you fender bent them. I had a really big problem with the premise of this episode, I think. Like, I enjoyed the episode for, like, what they were trying to do. I had a big issue with the premise of them being kind of like, oh, Xander's useless. Xander's, it's not safe for Xander, what have you. Because Xander has fake military training that they kind of show that he remembered when they, like, got the rocket launcher in season two. And I feel like a lot of his growth from the past two and a half seasons got erased for this episode. Not that I think Xander's, like, grown a lot or anything like that but just like he's shown to be brave in other episodes and i feel like they just made him extra cowardice at the beginning of this one to like make it hit home harder and in the context of the whole show it felt a little weird Hmm, maybe that's interesting i'm trying to decide if i agree with it or not like he definitely has had value to the team before yeah and I, i think a big part of this episode was him learning his own value so I agree with it to that extent, but I don't know. I guess I just don't feel like he was very out of character in the earlier parts of the episode. Like they mm-hmm. still, it still felt like Xander and current Xander. Like I, yeah. it, I didn't feel like he had regressed at all. Well, I don't feel like he regressed so much as it just felt like he started farther behind than I thought that he deserved. I don't but, understand how that's different than regressing. Cause it, I don't know. I guess when you say regressing, it makes me feel like he's backslid, and I don't think, even feel like he backslid. I feel like they were just like, oh, no, he's starting here now. It, like, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like you just phrased, he's normally a five, but he started at three two different ways, and you were like, but one of those isn't true, but the other one is. But they said the same thing. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, so I okay. don't know. Well, I guess I'm just going to say I disagree then. That's fine. I do think well, like, they were they were a little harder on him than they normally would have been. I will say that. Yeah. Well, and like there was an episode previously where Xander said Buffy's the one who goes for snacks and that's what she provides to the research search portion. So it was weird to me that like they were like Xander can't help with the research. He's useless for the research. Xander can go get us snacks. Like, it just, it was weird to me. Yeah, that's fair. 
I do not remember that thing about Buffy going to get snacks at all. It was, she wanted to sneak away to see Angel and Willow tried to help her and Xander was like, but she goes for snacks. I don't remember what episode it was though. Maybe it was What's My Line? I don't, it doesn't matter. (laughs) But other than Xander, it's hard for me to talk about any of the other characters because they were just all in the background. Yeah, they were almost background characters, so... They were. It was just a Xander episode. Like, we could talk about, like, thinking about Cordelia misses him, but we covered that in the summary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's nothing else really to say on anyone. Unless you have anything to say about Faith. I, I mean, I don't. It felt it was like nice she was, to see her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was cool she was back, I guess. <laughs> well, if, if you don't have anything, do you want to move on to our Xander and Herbert? Yeah. Who's your Xander? So, I mean, arguably Jack and Bob and friends were the villain of the episode, right? I don't, I don't think there's an argument to be made that they weren't. Yeah. I mean, you could say that the demons that were trying to bring the apocalypse, but like, I, it, what, they weren't though. Was they, such a they background, were, like weird. Yeah. They weren't the villain of the plot of this episode. They were just yeah. demons in the background. I don't think you could argue that they were the villain of the episode. The demons or the, the Loch Ness monster thing. I guess. My Xander of the episode. Do you have one? It, it's a three-way tie, but I do. Okay, what's, what are your three-way ties? It's Buffy, Willow, and um, Giles for all underestimating Xander and excluding him from their friend group. So I think that's, that's a, a shitty point. thing to do. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I guess Angel did wanna... too, but it if they they have more of an antagonistic relationship, so I'll give him a pass on it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna actually give it to Buffy more than I'm gonna give it to Giles or Willow, because Giles is even like if Xander goes get and gets snacks again, and Buffy's like, no, Xander's staying far away from this, and like was like he almost got himself killed. So I think I'm going to give it to Buffy, which is weird. But. Yeah, that's fine. I thought about just giving it to Buffy because I felt like she was the first one to exclude Xander. Yeah. But they all did it. So I was like, whatever, if that's my reason, it. they're all going to get it for me. That's fine. Who's your Who's Herbert? Your Herbert? I asked first. Oh, okay. Sorry. I must have a delay because I didn't hear you. My Herbert is... I have a tie for my Herbert. It is Cordelia and it is Oz. Okay. It's it's Oz because he's so cool. And it's Cordelia because I really enjoyed her like actively trying to ruin Sanders' <laughs> life. <laughs> and I really liked when it didn't work, but I liked the whole thing. So Um, I was debating between the same two for the same reasons. Okay. So I guess I'll just give it to both of them too if that's what you're doing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Champions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard I heard you start talking and I was like, oh, I agree. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you switched <laughs> to Cordelia and I was like, yep, that's exactly what I was going to say there, too. <laughs> like, part of me is like, maybe I should give it to Xander because he grew so much, but because he was like, he was like the plot of the episode. So it's hard to, like, give yeah, him either one. We usually don't do that because, like. The fact that he grew and, like, was a good character was the point. 
Yeah. So it kind of defeats the purpose, just like how in when she was bad, we didn't give Buffy the Xander. Yeah. Because like, yeah, she sucked, but that was kind of the point. So like, I think you could have given it to him, but it would have felt like kind of redundant. Yeah. Plus, I liked Cordelia and Oz more than I liked Xander this episode. And I disliked Buffy and Giles and Willow more than I disliked Xander in this episode. So, yeah. Well, obviously, he wasn't a contender for the Xander. Yeah. So analysis. Do you have anything for analysis? Um, I did have things for analysis. I think like really the main message that I took away from this episode was that everyone has their own thing going on and that everyone has value. Yeah. I, I don't know if you had anything other than that or if you had anything at all, but I didn't really write anything down. I do think that there there's a lot to be said for the end of the episode when Xander kind of finds that inner peace and it's not about anyone recognizing him. It's not about his place in the group. It's about him as an individual and him finding that like inner peace and inner contentment and like knowing his value, kind of like what you said. So um, it's interesting because before we started talking, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if there's any analysis. This was just like a goofy episode, but there was, and it's, it was, it was a good message and I liked it. So yeah, definitely. I think pretty much the whole thing was just showing how everyone underestimated Xander and he literally saved the day behind the scenes. And also he underestimated himself in the beginning and once he figured it out, he, you know, had more esteem and he understood himself better. Well, and underestimating himself is something that I can really relate to i underestimate myself a lot and i think that that's everybody to an extent a lot of people aren't sure of what they're capable of until they are tested on their own yeah which is kind of what was happening here because there was even a point in time where he was like i'll go find buffy buffy will know but buffy was busy so he couldn't rely on buffy and he did figure it out himself giles and giles was busy so he was like i can figure this out or you know yeah reverse order but Either way, the point is that he figured it out himself and didn't need help from anyone else. And he did save the day. You could also argue anyone can be a hero. You could say everyone's a hero in their own way. Well, cool. That felt like a really quick back half of the episode. It was a really quick back half of the episode. We did cover a lot in the summary, though, so... Yeah. I'm guessing we don't have a Thurs debate to reveal? We do. Oh. Dang. So the Thursday debate today is going to be from our episode on amends. And the Thursday debate was, was the heat wave slash snow backdrop too much? And 33% said, yeah, it was weird. Another 33% said, no, I think it was fine. And 34% said, a little odd, but Christmas episodes need snow. So it was a three-way tie. <laughs> I mean, arguably one of those won. I think that they were probably an equal amount of votes. Yeah, they had an equal amount of votes. But it just rounded weird. Yeah. Is uh times three is ninety-nine, not a hundred. Yeah, yeah, they gave one of them thirty-four. That's dumb. They had the same number of votes for all three of them. And uh but I do think that it kind of skews towards it was fine because two of them were kind of like fine with it. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Yeah, that works for me. 
but yeah. Did we get any emails or listener messages? We did get a message. We got a message from Tara on Instagram and she wrote, Hi, love the pod. I'm catching up on past episodes and just finished becoming. Like Jess, I also feel Spike is overhyped in the fandom. And she goes on to talk about things that haven't happened yet. So I won't share them, but it's always exciting when I get a message from someone saying that they agree with me. So yeah, that's thanks, real. Tara, for <laughs> sharing. And that is the and that is the only fan message we got, but it was an exciting one. So Yeah, that's okay. Hell yeah. We're glad you're here, Tara. Thanks for writing in. If you would like to be like Tara and write into us, you can do so through email at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com or you can contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at jimcancelledpod. Jess, do you have anything you'd like to plug or just uh, say where people can find you, whatever you want to do? If you want to find me, you can find me at all of those social medias as I am the one who will respond to your messages. Or you can find me on Instagram at tiaras.and.books where I talk about all of my book obsessions. Stosh, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter or Instagram at nisnar, N-I-S-S-N-A-U-R. And our next episode is going to be season three, episode 14, Bad Girls. Stosh, do you have any predictions? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. No predictions. Okay. You're getting kind of lax on your predictions here, Stosh. <sighs> Sorry, I think there's going to be a couple of bad girl werewolves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bringing the werewolves back. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know. It's hard. And it's hard. Well, we will find out if there's some bad girl I don't know, werewolves. Maybe, oh. I don't know. Maybe there'll be like some bonding between Faith and Buffy or something. That sounds yeah. like an episode they'd call if that happened. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. We'll, we'll make that my prediction. Okay. Cool. I dig it. I like that that's an actual prediction that you have. It's hard. All right. I know. I get it. Also. Well, I know damn well there ain't going to be no werewolves next episode because there aren't any werewolves in this show. <laughs> hey, there was a werewolf this episode. It just looked there was like not. a gorilla. <laughs> well, we will find out if your predictions come true next episode. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. Well, anyone you want to start with? Well, we can also retransition probably... if you want. <laughs>